Welcome to the Ranking Things Podcast, the production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Please visit jasondavisvoice.com for information about voiceover services for commercials, internet and corporate videos, e-learning, phone messages, and more. I'm Jason Davis. And I'm Eric Wright. And every episode, we're going to choose a topic to rank and defend our choices. Email us, rankingpodcast at yahoo.com, or tweet at Jason Davis Voice. Eric, today we are going to talk about songs that make you want to drive fast. Yes. There's like so many freaking songs. And you know what? And there's a lot of standbys. People would say, oh, you have to include this and that and this and that. I'm like, yeah, but you know, that's like everybody's. I kind of wanted to really focus more on what I thought. By the way, I want to dedicate this episode to my buddy, Brian Blaze Berkowitz. Blazer. You can find him at berklaw.com, B-E-R-K law.com. One of the things he defends against are speeding tickets. So this is right up his alley. (laughs) This episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Well, what do you got for number five? All right. So my number five is uh, the Captain and Tennille Muskrat Love. All right. Stop with the goofing around. (laughs) When I hear that song, I want to go so fast into a brick wall. I was going to (laughs) say, it makes me want to drive off the fucking road. (laughs) (laughs) I worked all week on that one. So um, no, my number five, Bruce Springsteen from uh, his third album, 1975. Born to Run. Aha. And it is Born to Run. Okay. That song is just, like he says, it's an uplifting ode to escapism. You're driving in your car and it has a driving beat to it. It's not, you know, a massive pounding heavy metal type of thing at all, but it's got this good driving beat to it. I get lost in the words Mm -hmm. and it's just, I'm singing it. And I'm imagining, you know, myself like going up and down the parkway or driving along uh, the shore. And it just before you know it, you know, the foot's all the way down on the gas. And (laughs) it's not because I'm like, you know, banging my head. It's just because I'm singing the song and there's this doom, 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 just kind of going through the whole time. So that's what that's what it does for me. I found out that it took 14 months to record the album. And he actually worked six months on just Born to Run, the song, because he kept hearing, you know, sounds in his head, but he couldn't get it out and explain it to, uh, you know, the other uh, musicians. That's interesting because, you know, back then, artists usually recorded albums a lot quicker. I mean, nowadays, you know, people, they go in the studio and and, in a lot of cases, they spend a lot of time with Pro Tools, you know, noodling around and all kinds of shit. But back then, I mean, especially a band like the E Street Band. They would right. go into the studio and, and probably record as a band. And then if they mm-hmm. had to do overdubs for like, you know, a vocal or a guitar part, maybe they would do that. But so it's interesting right. that it took them that long to record that. Yeah. The first two albums were more like that. But the third album, he wanted to, you know, get more appeal. So he kind of cut back on all the Jerseyisms. I mean, okay. there's still plenty in there, but yeah. you know, there's, there's themes in there. Everybody can identify with, but yeah, it, he had, he went through a different type of recording process in order to get all these layers of sound that, you know, he didn't, he said he didn't really have as much in the first two albums. That's certainly one of his more enduring tunes. So good choice for mm-hmm. number five. And you know, you're just driving, baby, we were born to run. <laughs> <laughs> 
you can't help but just be like, you know, I'm leaning up, singing into the rearview mirror. Well, then my foot's way down on the pedal. Yep. And that's what it does for me. What's your five? By the way, that's what happens too sometimes with these songs. You're driving along and you don't even realize you're doing 80, you know? No, exactly. I think that's what, for me, they all have in common. Yeah, definitely. So number five for me, they're a New Jersey band that I think should have been huge. And unfortunately, they just either the timing was off or they just didn't have the record company support that they needed. But they're a group called Profit. They had a pretty good local following and Mm -hmm. one of the better live bands you're ever going to see. But they have an album uh, that was released in 1988 called Cycle of the Moon. Mm -hmm. To me, one of my favorite hard rock albums of all time. In fact, I would definitely put it on my Desert Island disc list if I was to make one. Okay. It's a great album, great progressive hard rock, great musicians, a great singer, great songs. And the song that I'm choosing as my number five is actually a deeper cut from the album. And it's actually not even the best song on the album, but it's a great song. Red Line Rider, it's called. The album Cycle of the Moon is available on Amazon. You can either buy a CD because it was re-released in 2014. Or if you have the unlimited music service, Cycle of the Moon, Profit, a great album, a great band, Red Line Rider, a great song to drive really fast to. I've written it down. Okay, very good. Is there like a certain lyrics to it or is there like the beat i mean what what is well, it that gets you going the lyrics are definitely about driving fast so it, it actually oh, okay. makes sense it's a it's a literal drive fast kind of song and just okay. the tempo of the song makes you want to drive fast okay very so, fair i'll have to look that up so that's my number five what do you got for number four okay. my friend for number four kind of going back to uh my classic rock roots um this was a song that would hear on the radio so often Mm-hmm. And it brings me back a lot to, you know, high school and college. And it is off uh, Zeppelin 4 from okay. 1971. Been a long time since it's a rock and roll. <laughs> How can you not just lower your foot oh. when when you're hearing this song? You just can't. I mean, this could be easily 10 Zeppelin songs and they could be ranging from, you know, rock and roll immigrant song where you're just like, you're banging your head yep. and you're pumping your gas pedal foot. Mm-hmm. And or it can even go to like, you know, Stairway to Heaven or Dazed and Confused where you're just getting lost in the song. And before you know it, your foot has just <laughs> gone down all the way to the floor. And so just Zeppelin just, you know, has to be here. For me, that was a representative song because I heard it so often on my my long drives back and forth to South Carolina. Yeah. You've heard of getting the lead out. This is getting the lead foot out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Getting the lead out. Yeah. Actually, I think I might have even been pulled over when I was <laughs> listening to this song or probably a Zeppelin song. Yeah. Got pulled over in North Carolina. And guys, I know about you, <laughs> but we got laws down here, North Carolina. Zeppelin, get out of the car. <laughs> Zeppelin. Get out of the car, long hair. What do you got in the trunk? Yeah, Zeppelin definitely has a lot of songs that you can uh, put the pedal to the metal to, no doubt. So what's your four? Number four for me is another deep cut from uh, another 80s hard rock band. And and I promise after this, no more obscure stuff. But I had had to include this because I'm telling you, every time I hear this song, Mm -hmm. um, I've thought to myself, man, this is definitely a song I'd put on the top five list of songs I want to drive fast to. It's a song called Hard Driver. From a group Mm -hmm. called Badlands. Oh, right. Badlands was formed by former Ozzy guitarist Jakey Lee. And at the time, former Black Sabbath singer Ray Gillen and his bandmate at the time, uh, a little known drummer called Eric Singer, who has gone on to play uh, in Kiss and Alice Cooper. Yeah. The story about the band is they had a couple of albums. 
then there was a, a big falling out within the band, uh, and then Ray Gillen passed away in 1993 after the band broke up. Eric Singer only played on the first record, but he really made his mark, especially with this tune. It's got a killer driving beat, a pounding bass line. Then you got Jakey e. Lee, you know, mm-hmm. who's an amazing guitar player. Yeah. Ray Gillen has those soaring vocals that are very similar to like a Robert Plant. In fact, a lot of the music on, on the Badlands album, the first album especially, is very reminiscent of classic Zeppelin, but with yeah. a more kind of 80s sound to it. It's really good stuff. Uh, there's a lot of bluesy kind of stuff. But this song is just a real hard driving, which is appropriate because that's the name of the song, Hard, hard Driver. Driving. But oh, it's okay. just just really, you know, it's real easy to lose track of the needle on your speedometer when you're listening to this song. <laughs> I love the whole album. Another album that I highly recommend if you're a fan of good, solid, you know, blues-based hard rock. Mm-hmm. But Hard Driver from Badlands, number four for me. What do you got? Three? For number three, yeah, number three. All right, well, three, you know... For me, Van Halen has to be on this list. Uh And there's, again, could be a bunch of different songs, but the one that hits me the most, Mm -hmm. which is different than getting lost in the words and everything, this Mm -hmm. is just more of a a killer, hard power riff Mm -hmm. that just gets me going from... 1984 uh-huh. it's panama okay <laughs> and panama holds a dear dear place in my heart because back in college uh, me and a few friends won an air band contest mm-hmm. and panama was the encore song that we did okay and it was great because 1984 had just come out and jump was really the only song that was you know being heard on the radio so we were kind of ahead of our time because we also did hot for teacher okay and and jump we did hot for teacher and jump and then we won and then we did panama and it was great because people came up to us afterwards and they're like where are these songs i never heard it was like this is brand new stuff this is their new album and people were like really yeah what's it called 1984 easy to remember (laughs) because you know it was 1984. They were at their peak at that time in terms of their popularity. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say a lot about Panama because, uh, you know, I'll have more to say later. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but um, I will say we this. to branch out more. <laughs> I will say, no, not at all. I will say this about Van Halen. They have uh, a truckload of songs that are, are easy to speed oh, yeah. to. As far as your air band stuff, I mean, if there wasn't a band that was more tailor-made for air banding than Van Halen, who is it? Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I was the lead fake singer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just uh, just loved you know trying to emulate uh, David Lee Ross, you know, jumping and spinning kicks and all oh that God. stuff. So it was just yeah, it was great. We had so much fun doing them. Is there any video so, footage of you doing this, by the way? Oh God, I hope not. Oh man, I wish there were. All right, so what's yours? Number three for me uh, is an yeah. obvious choice. Sammy Hagar, I can't drive can't 55. Drive 55. Yes, okay. <laughs> I know I know it's a cliche. I know it's really mm-hmm. obvious, but come on. You hear that song, you got to put your foot down a little more, don't you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. And actually, I agree so much that for me, it's actually on my cliche list yeah. because it's just made for that. So it's its own little genre. I just feel like it deserves to be in the top five. Um, mm-hmm. The interesting thing is that Technically, it's not Sammy's highest charting solo hit. Okay. That honor goes to Your Love is Driving Me Crazy, which reached number 13 in 1983. Uh, I Can't Drive 55 reached number 24 on the singles chart uh, about a year or two before he joined Van Halen. And he's had a couple of other pretty good hits, too, as a solo artist. Maybe not on the charts, but like ones that got a lot of airplay on MTV or were, you know, concert staples or whatever. But there's only one way to rock. The song Heavy Metal is like... 
his best. Yeah, the song Heavy Metal's great. And that's another I one that, that, that one. You, you definitely want to drive fast. And uh, There's Only One Way to Rock is another, okay, right. yeah, another yeah. one with a great tempo for uh, speeding. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple of um, interesting things about this song. The inspiration for the song came after Sammy was pulled over while driving at 2 a.m. from Albany to Lake Placid. <laughs> he was going to see his son, who was uh, attending boarding school at that time. Sammy said that a cop stopped me for doing 62 on a four-lane road when there was no one in sight. And then yeah. he gave him a ticket. He said, I was doing 62, and he said, well, we give tickets around here for over 60. And I said, I can't drive 55. <laughs> and then he says, I grabbed a paper and pen, and I swear the guy was writing the ticket, and I was writing the lyrics. I got to Lake Placid, I had a guitar set up there, and I wrote that song there on the spot. Another funny story, former vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin was reportedly pulled over in her Alaskan hometown in 2014 for doing 63 and a 45 while she was listening to the song on the radio. And then Sammy tweeted to her saying, Dear Sarah Palin, heard you were going rogue on the gas pedal. I'll cover your ticket if you promise to do better next time. Hashtag I can't drive 55. I can see Russia from my house. (laughs) So the song was also featured in a couple movies, uh, most famously Mm -hmm. in Back to the Future 2. If there was ever a theme song for speeding, it's got to be this one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's my number three, Sammy Hagar, I Can't Drive 55. What do you got for number two? All right. Number two is from an awesome album, 2007, Minutes to Midnight, Linkin Park. It's their song, Bleed It Out, which just starts out. And stays just power chords all the way through. It's a fantastic song. I wrote down some of the lyrics here just because from the very get-go, it just grabbed you. You know, bear with me for a second because I'm not much of a, well, you know, I'm not a singer. I'm not a rapper. I'm definitely not a hard metal rapper either. But here we go. You ready? Sure. All right. Here we go for the hundredth time. Hand grenade pins in every line. Throw them up and let something shine. Going out of my fucking mind. Filthy mouth. No excuse. Fill a place to hang this noose. String me up from atop those roofs. Not so tight. It won't get loose. Truth is in you could stop and stare. Run myself out and no one cares. And then it just keeps going. And then you're, <laughs> I bleed it out deep and deeper just to give it away. I bleed it out. Holy. F- it, your foot just wants to go kick the engine. You know? <laughs> So I, your I foot goes through the floorboard. You're scraping on the pavement. You're doing the Fred Flintstone thing. It's <laughs> freaking awesome. I just, I, that album is so great. And there's so many good songs on it. And man, bleed it out. If you don't move when you hear this song yeah. and you don't move somewhat violently, <laughs> then you are dead. By the way, kudos on that performance. Oh, I thank you. That was awesome, dude. Do I have a new uh, career? Maybe. Maybe. so that's my number two what's yours number two for me is panama from van halen Uh, okay you know to me panama is the perfect rock song you got you got the great riff Mm -hmm. you got diamond dave's swagger yeah you got the catchy chorus and of course the killer guitar solo from eddie right 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 so the lyrics were inspired by a stripper that david lee roth met in arizona (laughs) Of course. As he explained on the Howard Stern Show, the song came about after an interviewer accused him of only writing lyrics about sex, drugs, and fast cars. Either during or after the interview, Dave realized that he never actually wrote a song about fast cars, so he started working on the lyrics to Panama. Okay. He later admitted in another interview that, as it turns out, he had been writing about a stripper he knew without realizing it. The finished lyrics, yeah, the finished lyrics were inspired by both the stripper and the car. It's just a fantastic song. There's even a sound of uh, of Eddie Van Halen's Lamborghini in there. 
which you can hear very clearly, of course, when he goes, I can barely see the road from the heat from coming the off. heat coming off. Yeah. So, and it's great because on the video, they do a hairdryer. Right, right. Well, that's so funny. That's great. And this, by the way, is another song that's been used, you know, in movies and video games. Uh, it was featured in the driving video game Gran Turismo 4. Okay. And in the film Superbad, which is a fun film. Oh. So well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Panama okay. is just a great track. It's just fucking awesome. Right, right. Well, you know, and in the same breath, I, I would put something like "Everybody Wants Some." Oh yeah, sure. You know, absolutely. I, that was in some some silly '80s movie, like yep, uh, Better Off Dead. Know. Oh, Better Off Dead. Yeah, okay. Better Off Dead with uh, John Cusack, Curtis Armstrong. Great movie and a great scene where they have like the claymation hamburger playing yes. the guitar and stuff. I call him Eddie Van Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, what do you got so for number one? Number one, yes, sir. All right, so my number one, I'm going back a little bit. Mm -hmm. This is a song that I get just totally lost in. It's got great lyrics. It's got a very unique, well, this band just has a real unique sound. They've been around since, I think, like 1968. Okay. From 1980, the album Permanent Waves. Ah. It's Rush's Spirit of the Radio. Oh, it's a great song and a a great choice for a driving fast song, too, definitely. It's not on purpose, but it's just... The, you know, the way the song starts with... Yeah, right, and it's that, that funky, hollow kind of... Yeah. I don't know how to describe his sound. So yeah. it gets your heart pumping right away, and then there's a... You know, that comes in, and then you get into just the guitar, and I mean, the three of them are playing their instruments like they're a lead. Oh, you know? my God. They're, but they still melt. It's unbelievable. Their musicianship is, is off the charts on mm-hmm. pretty much everything they do. But in this song in particular, yeah. not only because of that great opening guitar riff or lick, whatever you want to call it, but also the fact that this song goes through so many different mm-hmm. timing changes and stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, it's almost like their little Calypso thing in the middle. Yep. It's 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 awesome. I just, and you know, you start just with the lyrics and you're singing, begin the day with the friendly voice, a mm-hmm. companion, non and you're just like, oh, yeah. and you're, again, you're off. You're thinking about, you know, being on the radio or you're thinking about maybe I'm a band and I'm being interviewed on the radio and the mind just wanders. Uh, of course, you get to what I think is one of the, the best lines ever written. One likes to believe in the freedom of music, but glittering prizes and endless compromises shatter the illusions of integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Again, again, you're, you're, you're dead if you're not moving to this song. And if you know the lyrics, you're just getting lost in them, and uh, the pedal just makes its way down. He don't even mean it. Neil Peart, probably one of the best lyricists of all time in rock mm-hmm. music. I mean, just yes. phenomenal stuff. Not everybody loves Rush. I like a lot of their stuff. Mm-hmm. This song, definitely quintessential Rush. I mean, it's a, it's a killer track, no doubt. Oh, yeah. It's actually Rock and Roll Hall of Fames. Uh, they have it in the, uh, the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Interesting. So, that's a pretty big accolade. No doubt. Really, it is a different song. Absolutely. It really is. Also, uh, this surprised me because like you said, you know, how much recognition does Rush get? It's like, yeah, they're popular, but they're not mega, mega popular. Well, actually, their sales stats put them behind only the Beatles and the Rolling Stones for the most consecutive gold or platinum albums. Wow. Yeah. So I, so I feel better because I always thought they didn't get, you know, they didn't get their due. Have you ever seen them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I saw them. I can't remember which tour I saw them on. It might have been the Roll the Bones tour. Mr. Big was opening, who's another great band, by the way. But yeah, Rush is, I mean, they're they're amazing, amazingly talented. No question about it. And I think Mm. that the reason that maybe 
they haven't had the kind of mainstream success as some other bands or you know hard rock or whatever it's because right. they're you know they're a little cerebral sometimes for maybe mm-hmm. some people admittedly there's there's a lot of their stuff that either goes over my head or it's just it's right. too too much for me or whatever but mm-hmm. when they when they strip it down enough where it's just hard driving riffs and and drums and everything i think that's when they're at their best personally that's what i think i feel you know somewhat the same way because even their stripped down songs Mm -hmm. have a uniqueness to them an intellectualness to them i Mm -hmm. think you know i used to work with a couple engineers and rush was like their favorite band and yeah you know they introduced me to some of their stuff like you know the trees i was like whoa this is something this is something yeah no question they're they're in a, a, a league of their own as far as rock bands go and mm-hmm. uh, definitely deserve whatever accolades they get, you know, for yeah. being influential because they're phenomenal, no question. All right, so here we go. What's your number one, bud? Number one for me, Detroit Rock City from Kiss. There you go. All right. To me, one of the all-time great rock songs. We've talked about it on other episodes of this podcast for other reasons. I hear that opening riff, and it just pumps me up. There's no oh, question about it. absolutely, yeah. And then Peter Chris comes in with probably one of his better drumming performances, just a mm-hmm. great driving beat. No wonder that Kiss has opened their shows with this one a lot over the years, and it stood the test of time, and it's been a classic for more than 40 years. Wow, 40 years. Yeah, I mean, 1976. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when Kiss was preparing to record the follow-up to the breakthrough album, Alive, yeah. they decided that they, you know, they wanted to maybe do something a little bit different. So they hired Bob Ezrin, who had had a lot of success working with Alice Cooper. Okay. And it was the first time that they really worked with a producer who kind of challenged them to to stretch themselves as a band. Up until that point, you know, they basically wrote what they knew. You know, they wrote about having fun and getting late. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't really, you know, there wasn't really any, any real substance. Right. Um, which is fine for, you know, rock music. I mean, you know, ACDC has probably done that for every one of their albums, which, you yeah, know, right. and they're, yeah. they're great. Um, Ezrin really wanted the band to, you know, write lyrics beyond that. And Paul Stanley said on a previous tour, uh, somebody had gotten hit by a car and killed outside the arena. I remember thinking how weird it is that people can be on their way to something that's really a party and a celebration of being alive and die in the process of doing it. So that became the basis of the lyric. And, you know, the original song that Paul Stanley came up with had a little bit of a different arrangement. It was Bob Ezrin who came up with that little gap in the music during the verse that, you know, that... And he also wrote the guitar solo, which is also very iconic and very different from anything that Kiss had done before that. That's sort of like Spanish-themed mm-hmm. guitar solo. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Detroit Rock City, the reason that I think it's it stood the test of time and, and is definitely one of the classic Kiss songs is because it's definitely different from a lot of the other stuff that they've done, but it's also mm-hmm. unmistakably Kiss. Right. And mm-hmm. probably... If I were to do a top five Kiss songs, my you know, right. as far as my favorite Kiss songs, it would certainly be in that conversation, too. Mm-hmm. And also featured in movies, uh, Role Models, great movie, and Paul Blart uh, Mall Cop, a funny scene where he's uh, <laughs> he's playing guitar hero to that. So, Oh, really? Yeah, okay. so Detroit Rock City from Kiss, number one on the songs that make me want to drive fast. Beautiful. Honorable right. mentions. A crazy amount of them. Um... Yeah, let's just go through them fast. Let's not talk too much about individual things. Okay, Just so well, we can get through them. All. You know, U2, I'm a huge U2 fan. Right. And I didn't have any on, on my top five, mm-hmm. but um, Electrico, one of their older songs. Also, Vertigo and stand up comedy, a couple of their Vertigo is definitely later a good stuff. One. Yeah. I had a bunch of standbys. Okay. Okay. So, your typical, like, Radar Love by Golden Earring. Okay. You know? Ballroom Blitz by Sweet. Okay, okay. Good one. Another duh. Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones. Uh-huh. Duh. 
Born to be wild, you know, double duh. Yeah. Um, the opening lyric to uh, Born to be Wild, get your motor running. I mean, come right. on. I mean, <laughs> right. Are you Head out on the highway. Written? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Turning Japanese by the Vapors. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rock Lobster, B-52s. Tequila by the Champs. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And then start getting to some of the, you know, kind of funkier stuff, like play that funky music, White Boy, Brick House, I Feel Good and Out of Sight by James Brown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, how can you not be jumping around when you got uh, James Brown on you? No doubt. Um, the Beatles, Helter Skelter. Okay. Get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide, and yeah. the whole. Duh, 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 it's uh, that's, that's that's certainly probably one of the uh, heavier Beatles songs too. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Helter Skelter. No, 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 no. That's a great riff too. Then okay, Boston more than a feeling. That's okay. because of a girl broke up with me, and Uh-oh. I was driving home singing and crying to that song. And <laughs> oh. so that just yeah. Let's see some other standbys like Ozzy Crazy Train, mm-hmm. uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know, can't stop. I don't know all the words. Okay, uh, System of a Down, Chop Suey. That's weird. That song makes you kind of drive and then stop. And then drive and stop because of the way it goes. Yeah, the way that song goes. Dead Milkman, Bitch and Camaro. The only thing is, you know, the fast part only lasts like a minute and a half, two minutes, if that. So it's like, well, you don't get really going that much. And then uh, Outlaws, Greengrass and High Tides is a cruising song because that's like a 20 minute song. Okay. Okay. And then Queen, Sheer Heart Attack, which freaking blew me away. It's like this raw, almost punky kind of thing. So Sheer Heart Attack. Yeah. Give that a listen. The thing about Queen that I love is that they yeah. are musical chameleons. They play <laughs> yes. They play so many different styles of music, so many different yeah. genres. They're amazing. Amazing mm-hmm. group. Oh, I missed the Hailstorm. Okay. I missed the misery. That's someone that's someone that Ben brought up for me to look at. Okay. And a uh, bear tooth in between. You gotta love women that rock. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just something crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. There. Uh banana splits by the Dickies. You know, la 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 Was that was that the version that was in Kick Ass? Did you ever see the movie Kick Ass? No, I did oh, not. That's a great flick. Really? Yeah, and there's right. a, there's a, a great fight scene in that movie where they they have like a punk version of, of that banana split song, and I wonder if it's the Dickies version. It's got to oh, be. Okay. It's got to be. And I got like the Aquabats pool party and a bunch of other stuff. They're kind of like ska punk. They're okay. a lot of fun. Yeah. So that was my list. What do you get? I got to say, one of the things that I enjoy about doing these podcasts about music with you is your eclectic taste. <laughs> you are all over the place. And I love that about you. I am not so eclectic. Right. Um, my list of honorable mentions is pretty much all hard rock. So I'm going to run down the okay. list. A few Van Halen songs besides uh, Panama. Atomic sure. Punk and On Fire from the first record. I'm on fire! Yeah, I mean, come on. And Atomic Punk, too. And Unchained. Dude, Unchained from Fair Warning. Unchained! Yes, Unchained! That's an awesome track. Death Alley Driver from Rainbow's Straight Between the Eyes album, which is a great song. Steal Away the Night from Ozzy Osbourne from the Blizzard of Oz album. It's a deeper cut than Crazy Train. Crazy Train's a great choice, too, by the way. But Steal Away, just a great up-tempo track. Uh, a few songs from Judas Priest make my honorable mentions and, and honestly sure. could easily have been in the top five. I purposely wanted to put Profit and Badlands in there because okay. they're, they're overlooked. You know, they're not really groups that get a lot of uh, recognition and they deserve it. They're both great. But Judas okay. Priest has uh, several songs that, that I think could be in this conversation. Riding right. on the Wind and Electric Eye. I mentioned Electric Eye in the uh, top album openers mm-hmm. episode, but it's yep. also a great song to drive fast to. Um, Hellbent <laughs> for Leather. 
Okay. It's a great track. And Delivering the Goods is also another great Judas Priest uh, speeding song. Okay. <laughs> uh, from Mr. Big, Addicted to That Rush, from their debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, a song from Foreigner called Can't Slow Down. Foreigner also has a lot of hits, too, that would make the grade for this list. Yeah. But Can't Slow Down's mm-hmm. a really good track. Coming at you live from Tesla. Oh, right. Yeah. From Creatures of the Night, the song Danger from Kiss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Heartbreaker and Promises in the Dark from Pat Benatar. Oh, yeah. Promises in the Dark, my favorite Pat Benatar song of all time. The guitar solo on that song is so awesome. Yeah. And her voice, just unbelievable on the track. Her voice was awesome. Oh, my God. And Heartbreaker, just the the driving drum beat and, and again, the great guitar work from Neil Giraldo on that song. Mm -hmm. Uh, The title track from Live to Win by Paul Stanley. Okay. Living the Life from Steel Dragon, which is sort of a made-up band, but it's from the the film (laughs) Rockstar. Great song. Oh, okay. From Ace Frehley's 1978 Kiss solo album, the opening track, Rip It Out. Mm -hmm. Stage Fright from Def Leppard's Pyromania album. Oh, yeah, right. The Trooper from Iron Maiden's Peace of Mind album. Okay. Uh, Led Zeppelin's Communication Breakdown, a classic. Sure. And then a couple of Bon Jovi tracks, Raise Your Hands and Mm -hmm. Wild in the Streets, both from the Slippery When Wet album. Okay. And listen, I could probably come up with a ton more, but that's where I stopped when I was putting the list together because, you know, we didn't want to be here all day, right? Right. And, you know, I even have, like, you know, Flight of the Valkyries by Wagner. Right. You know? Which we all know as Kill the Wabbit, Kill kill the Wabbit. Yeah, that makes you drive fast because you get lost in it. You're thinking about poor Bugs Bunny. Kill the Wabbit is a shout out to my wife. She's a big, big Bugs Bunny fan. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We are in this house too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what do you think? Do you have uh, songs that we didn't I just mention? Told you what I think. not you. I'm talking about the oh. people listening. Do you have songs that you would add to this list? Let us know. You can email us rankingpodcast at yahoo.com or tweet us at Jason Davis Voice. Remember, the Ranking Things podcast is a production of Jason Davis Voiceover. Please visit us at jasondavisvoice.com if you need a voice for a commercial, internet, and corporate video e-learning, phone message, and more. I'm Jason Davis. And I'm Eric Wright. Thanks so much for listening to the Ranking Things Podcast. I feel good.